0: I'm joined this week by Matt Gary. He's a district manager uh, in Detroit for the Lawn Care Davy office. And today we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, raking leaves, Matt. I'm hoping you're going to tell me I don't have to rake those leaves off my yard.
1: <laughs> well, I, I can tell you this. No, you don't have to rake them off. Um, the biggest the biggest reason that you would, would rake them off is more for an aesthetics purpose. Uh, it, mulching up your leaves is just fine as long as you do it a correct way, uh, which is, I guess, the hardest part. You know, you need to do your best to make sure you're, you're mulching those leaves up when it's dry um, for the fact that they, when you mulch them, it's going to mulch better when they're dry. They mulch better. They mulch smaller into smaller pieces. They settle better down into the soil or on the soil surface than they would if they're wet. They're wet, they mat up, and they sit up on top, and then they can actually strangle your lawn um, so at that point, if you're, if you've got no choice and it's wet, you know, the best option is to rake them up, but there's a dry day coming. And when that day comes, it, it that's when you, when you do it. Uh, otherwise you can take an alternative, uh, you know, blow the leaves onto a patio, blow the leaves onto your driveway, mulch them there, and then be able to distribute them into your garden and or around your plants and shrubs to protect the root crown of that plant. Um, Same thing goes when you're you're mulching them and putting them in the lawn. As long as you can mulch them up dry and get them into fine particles, help them settle. And if they are wet and you have no choice, you can always take a blower and kind of disperse them once it gets a chance to dry out, which will help. Uh, The nutrients that come from the ground and go into those plants are nutrients that are needed for the plants in the lawn that are there. So you absolutely can mulch those leaves up and have no problem as long as they're not smothering those plants.
0: Do I need a special mower, a special mulching mower, or will any mower do?
1: Uh, you don't need a special mower. Uh, you, um, a special blade will help. Um, they make a, a blade that's got an ability to cut those leaves up once they're flying and dispersing in the air underneath that deck. So that'll give you a better mulching effect. But otherwise, blocking the chute so they don't go out that in just using your standard blades is something that would be just fine.
0: So we pick a dry day, we get out there and, and cut them up. You know, we've been taught all these years that we've got to rake them off, but what are the benefits when we do mulch them up and have them small and they fall into that uh, lawn? Because, you know, growing up in the 60s, they were always talking about thatch and that sort of thing. And so so tell me what's happening when those leaves are, are all cut up and down in the uh, by the root zone.
1: Yeah, well, you know, everybody hears that that horrible story of thatch. Well, thatch is not necessarily built up from mulching up grass. Uh, that mulch in the soil is not going to contribute to that thatch because it's going to break down faster. The thatch actually comes from the root systems and the grass plants themselves that thicken up and get tight on the soil, which stops nutrients from going in, stops water from going in. Um the the nutrients themselves are are more of a benefit as long as it's mulched up correctly. So actually take them, taking them away, like I said earlier, is, is more of an aesthetics purpose. You know, people don't want to see leaves all over their lawn. Typically your lawn looks really green and really nice in the fall, even if it's got some weeds throughout it. Uh, So, you know, picking them up, yes, it's a story of the past. And, you know, a lot of people trying to go an organic way, organic ways, you know, incorporated it into what we have been doing is a great idea you don't necessarily need to you know just go and use nothing but organic fertilizers and go that route if you just start to break through and leave some of the organic materials there and and use the the products that you were used to and you're accustomed to that are going to give you the control for your weeds give you a control for your crabgrass um, those are almost necessities if you want a meticulous perfect lawn. if you're just happy that you have grass there, there's somewhere for your dog to go out, or your kids or your grandkids to go out and play in the lawn. You know, keeping those nutrients there instead of putting extra nutrients into the ground is great. But you need to be on a good program so that those grass plants have the ability to break down those nutrients and to and to grow a nice, healthy lawn. Uh, it's it's a it's an important thing to make sure that you're not putting too much to smother, but It is good to mulch those leaves up and keep them there. And if that gives people the excuse to not have to rake those things up and stuff them into bags and bring them out to the curb, then that's a great excuse for it.
0: I always tell people on the podcast, I live in a declining oak forest. So I have those, to me, those are the toughest leaves to deal with. And I'm doing what you're telling me to do. I'm cutting them up. But sometimes... I get so many on there, you know. I'll I'll, the first I'll cut them, but then when I get that big drop, especially when it's wet, uh, sometimes I have to blow them off. But I want to use those leaves, you know, uh, in in the garden and such. Let's talk a little bit about that. You you touched on on mulching. You know, again, it's the same thing. They're you wait till they're you blow them off. Wait till they're dry, and then just run the mower over them or how do I, how do I mulch them up? Or do I throw put them through maybe a shredder or something? What do you recommend?
1: Uh, you know, it really, it comes down to what, what you have in the garage, what you have at your, at your, you know, reaching distance to be able to take care of those leaves. Uh, a mower will do just fine. If you've got a shredder and that's what you have, then that's just fine. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of benefit to, to the fact that, you know, mulching those leaves away from the trees, even though that sounds kind of backwards. Um, when you leave leaves all mulched up underneath your trees, you basically are a harbinger for for disease, uh, especially things, you know, that, that will go into your your spruce trees, your needle cast. If, if you just mulch those leaves and leave them there, you know, those needles that are down there, they're going to contribute to some of that fungus that's there. Now, again, so blowing them out and, mul- and mulching them up where there aren't trees is, is going to be better for a couple of different reasons. For one, your grass is probably healthier out in the middle of your lawn instead of underneath a tree. So a little bit more leaf buildup underneath or out in that open area is, is going to be easier for those you know leaves to move out, for them to not smother that grass because the grass underneath your trees is already struggling for light. So now you're burying them in leaves. Yeah, it's not always the best thing. Um, taking those mulched up leaves, you can, you know, if you have a garden at home, which is getting very popular, lots of people growing vegetables in gardens. Those leaves are actually more of a benefit into a garden area to build that soil than they are in your lawn. Like I said, you know, when the mulch, and when you're mulching your grass during the summer, the grass being bro- broken down is going to break down into nutrients available to that plant faster, and and better than what a mulched up leaf will be. Because again, you're mulching up leaves when the plants are starting to go dormant for the winter. So it, it's, they're, they're struggling for a couple of different reasons. They, they're not growing anymore. It's easier to smother them. Uh, and it's wetter usually typically in the fall and in the spring. Um, the oak leaves you mentioned, you know, the oak leaves don't fall until after usually the snow is on the ground. So now you got oak leaves laying on top of your snow and they linger around all year. So Trying to get out in the middle of winter, most people laugh. I'm not going out to rake leaves. It's December. But it's actually, you know, a good time. Oak leaves are tough. They're thicker leaves. They're they're usually, you know, something that takes a lot more effort to get broken down. Um, so at that point, if you do have a shredder, might be easier to send them through a shredder and then and then mulch them. You know, taking those mulched up piles if you use a shredder and stacking them around your rose bushes. To protect those plants to, to make it through the winter great thing uh any any plants you know that that need a little bit of protection from the wind might be a little more sensitive to to the colder environments in the north um they're they're going to protect those plants but at the same time if you do something like that you have to make sure that you're adamant in the spring as soon as the weather starts to break to get those those piles of leaves away from your plants because now you start to introduce another problem like i said earlier with disease and now you've got insects that are coming out of the ground. It's warm enough. They're going to lay their eggs there. They're going to have a higher population. So they might affect your your plants in the spring because you gave them a place to, to bed down for the winter. Um, it, it, again, it, it's a very simple process, but it's also a very complicated process. You have to do everything in moderation when it comes to plants and keeping them alive and doing what's right for them. Um, so you, you have to take the time to make sure that you know, maybe in the spring, if it's still a little cold, you go out and you check and, and you see if, if when you rake some of those leaves away, if yellowing grass or if the grass is completely melted down from being, you know, smothered, you, you, you might have to get it a little earlier. Otherwise, if it's still cold and you can go out there with a mower, even though you're not mowing grass, it might pick some of those leaves up and mulch them a little better. So staying on top of it, staying after it, there's a definite benefit, you know, aside from the whole fact of, you know filling them up you know taking all those leaves to a landfill and letting them break down there now granted there is a benefit to those leaves they're going to help break down some of the other stuff that are in in those waste facilities but you know more than anything if it's a good nutrient leave it in your lawn and if you're paying attention to your lawn you're probably paying somebody to fertilize and and spray and take care of that lawn so why would you go backwards and take those nutrients away but at the same time if you don't have the availability of tools to get out there and get those things cleaned up the right way. You have to find somebody that can do it for you. Um, so you just, it's a matter of what your expectations are, what your aesthetic expectations are and what your organic or cultural practices are.
0: Yeah. In my situation, I just want to, I just want to mulch them. I don't have a lot of lawn area, but they got it. I've got a, the worst driveway you could possibly imagine, you know, steep hill, switchback, those leaves got to go off there. And then off the patio too, since 1939, somebody has been blowing or raking those leaves off. Cause I am again, I'm in the woods, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, Matt, when I need something for my garden and I go down to the bottom of that big pile, it's, it's the most beautiful black, sweet smelling stuff you can possibly imagine and it makes things grow.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely does. Yep. Um and and yeah, you, again, situations like yourself uh, a steep hill, you know, I, you can't have those leaves sitting there and I mean, now you're talking a whole nother problem of of getting down there safely down that driveway. Um and you know, microbes in the soil that break down those those nutrients from all those leaves and mulched up grass. Um, when, they, when they're busy doing that, they're not doing what they need to do to supply those nutrients to the actual plants. So you want to get them as fine as you can to break them down uh, so that they're, they're actually doing what you want them to do. Um, a buildup over years and years, like you said, uh, at a certain point, you have too much organic matter in your soil. So breaking it down, making it making it into mulch, a compost pile, is, is is clearly your probably best benefit to to be able to use. Um, there's always a patch in the soil in the in the lawn that needs to be, you know, touched up because you know somebody might have taken a tire off the side of the driveway and, and rutted something up. You need some good soil. Um, but again, you know, if there's too much organic matter in that soil, it's going to have a hard time growing grass because everything all the activity in that soil is to break down nutrients instead of grow plants. And again, it's it it's it's simple, but it is not. Uh, you just you just got to pay attention and do what you think is the best.
0: Well, you said a couple really interesting things there. I know you're from Detroit because you have a real winter. You said about going down the hill, and you're right. It's not so much coming up; it's going <laughs> down that's scary. And then I want to tell you that what I do with my compost pile is every time I put something in there from the kitchen, I always have you know. Mulched leaves to throw in there and make those layers. And that's mm-hmm. a great way for me to get rid of the leaves. Uh, you know, like you said, composting them is a great way to do it. Talk a little bit about why this job is right for you and how you got into doing it.
1: Well, I, this job is right for me for a lot of reasons. Um, I started off, uh, I was 13 years old and, you know, pushing a lawnmower to make some money there, you know, make. You know, get a chance, an opportunity to buy a car when I turn 16, be able to drive around. Uh, and I, I the first few times I mowed lawns, I was probably pushing with my forehead on the handlebar. Um, you know, my first job at 13 years old, I was on a golf course. And you back then, if you got a, a permission slip from your counselor at school, you could you could work in the summer. And golf courses were considered agriculture. And I wanted to make money. I had a paper route already. I, I was mowing lawns, so I got a job on the golf course. My first day, they gave me a 12 inch piece of rope, a one gallon gas can, and a weed eater. The, and I asked what the rope was for. I understood the weed eater and the gas can, but the rope was to tie the gas can to my belt because I wasn't allowed to drive a golf cart yet until you're 16 years old. So I spent the first three years mainly walking around golf courses, either trimming, raking bunkers, but everything I could do by hand. And uh, my dad was a golfer. and I got a job at a really nice golf course in town. So my dad got the ability to play golf there. And I thought that was cool when I was young. 13 years old, your impression is from your father. Uh, and, you know, I just get out there, the beauty of it. I've, I've always loved the golf course. Golf courses would be a beautiful place without <laughs> golfers, regardless of <laughs> the game. Uh, it's just the rolling hills, the, the green color, it, everything about it has always been very appealing to me. Um, I was told before I even realized they could get a degree in turf management that, you know, you're going to have to find something else to do when you get older, Matt, you're going to have to go out and get a real job and go to school and get a degree. And so I decided when I graduated from high school that, you know, my parents were right. You can't work year round up North and, and expect to make a living when you're young, especially once you get into management, it's a different story. You're, You're there year round, but, uh, so I moved to Florida. I can work year-round, take care of golf course, take care of grass year-round. That, you know, right there, I, at 18 years old, I wanted to be on a golf course or taking care of the lawn somehow. It's just always kind of been in me. My, my grandfather was a farmer, and, you know, I got a lot of family that were farmers in, in Ohio. And, you know, I guess it kind of comes in line with what I did when I was a kid. And, I, you know, my grandparents were watching me, were out in the garden working on stuff. You know, my dad, my grandfather was always picking up a lawnmower at a garage sale to bring home and teach me how to fix the lawnmower. And then when we get done, he's like, go out and mow. (laughs) Little did I know that I was out doing his chores for him. But I I just, I've always been in touch and and paid a lot of attention to the lawn. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. I, I love, love taking care of it. And, you know, I, and because of it, I've just always taken myself into every, corner and aspect of what you could do to make it better you know my dad would complain about a little spot in the backyard because we our old backyard was covered in oak trees just like you're saying and so it was it was a tedious job to try and keep all those leaves out of there and but i love it i love taking care of it it's you know the grass doesn't talk back (laughs) and so that makes it easy too i just i like taking care of it and there's there to me you know a lot of people will say well Beautiful landscape and trees and the lawn are, are what makes people make people look at your yard and your property and see, think how pretty it is. Well, to me, and nobody's looking at your trees and landscape unless your, your lawn looks good. <laughs> so I'm a little different, but I've always just been into it. And it's always been, you know, something that gave me peace. Uh, you know, my, lots of people like to go to the beach to relax. I could go out and sit and stare at my backyard for hours like somebody would the ocean. You know, and and then end up wandering around and finding something that's not perfect and figuring out how to do it. You know, grabbing a pitchfork, making little holes in the ground to get some oxygen down in there. Most people don't even think about the fact that you know plants need oxygen. It's their most important nutrient. It's not nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, it's oxygen. So getting out there and paying attention, doing a little bit of work here and there to to make things better is always been my thing.
0: Well, The grass doesn't talk back. I'm going to leave it right there, Matt, because that is awesome. Uh, I so much appreciate your time and information. That was great stuff. And uh, let's not send those leaves to a landfill. Let's use them on our lawns and use them on our garden, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Just take your time with it and do it when it's dry.
0: All right, Matt. Thanks again.
1: Thank you, sir.
0: Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an idea for a show or maybe a comment, send us an email at podcasts at davie.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at D-A-V-E-Y.com. And as always, we'd like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer.